Husker Out Loud is a weekly podcast about San Francisco real estate from the Jackson Fuller team, San Francisco Realtors since 2002. Show notes with links are at jacksonfuller.com. Hi, Brenton. Hey, Matt. I feel like we should just dive back into the neighborhood podcast game. We should. We have to reveal the neighborhood that we talked about in our last neighborhood podcast. Which was two podcasts ago, so folks have just been hanging in suspense, I'm sure. So why don't you go in the neighborhood? Drum roll, please. Dog patch. The dog patch. Central waterfront. Lovely, sunny neighborhood. A lot happening over there these days. A lot of construction. All right. So on to this week's neighborhood. Let's just do it. We're recording this in June. We thought in celebration of Pride Month, we could do something that might be a little gay or a lot gay. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how gay it gets. (laughs) Podcast. Appropriate for all ages. Definitely. (laughs) Nothing to see here. This is not a PG-13 podcast. (laughs) So let's talk about the original gay neighborhood in San Francisco. Uh, apparently, by adding the adjective original, you're suggesting that the Castro is not. I am suggesting that the Castro is not the original gay neighborhood in our fair city. Oh, my. Let's see what we can find out about this neighborhood. I'm intrigued. Tell me more. So, going back to 1962, the nation's first gay business association was founded in this neighborhood. So, the gay-owned businesses formed their own association. I think we're talking about the Tavern Guild. We are. And this neighborhood had a whole lot of gay bars. And this was them organizing, kind of. Yes? Yes. All right, then. And it's not the Castro. It is not the Castro. Tell me more. So another fun tidbit about this neighborhood is that the first official Pride Parade held in San Francisco kicked off in this neighborhood. It had 50,000 people in attendance. And the unofficial parade two years earlier had only 30 people. Hmm. You want to give me a hint what year we're talking about, maybe? 1972. 1972. Let's see, the Pride Parade ends in Civic Center now. So I'm just going to toss that out there as my guess. All right. Duly noted. So another fun fact about this neighborhood. Yeah. Is there anything (laughs) in this neighborhood besides gay bars and pride parades? Uh, Steakhouses. Like. So the neighborhood, um, it's home to a restaurant inside of an antique rail car. And the rail car itself operated until 1927. And the restaurant was featured in Dark Passage, the classic Humphrey Bogart film. Which I've never watched, but now I want to. I think we're talking about grub steak. We are talking about grub steak. And, uh, you know, if it's late enough, it'll be open, but don't go for lunch. Nope. <laughs> um, and go sooner rather than later before it becomes condos. Um, that's, that's sad. So many things are going away, but that's a whole other podcast. Tell me a little bit about how to get to this neighborhood, Britain. So if you're approaching from the south... You can uh, walk a few blocks northwest from Civic Center, Muni, and BART Station through the Tenderloin, or you can take the California Street cable car to Van Ness. One of those sounds like it might be a nicer walk than the other. Uh, That's all I'm going to say. I will agree. All right. What else about this neighborhood? So it also has a central commercial strip where there's lots of independent shops and restaurants. And, you know, starting back in the 60s, when it had a whole bunch of gay bars, 
and other gay-owned businesses. Um, to this day, is still home to an array of shops and restaurants. They're not all gay-owned anymore, but, you know, that's a huge part of this neighborhood's history. It's like one of the things I love about San Francisco neighborhoods is they often have their own kind of commercial strip that's like a very neighborhoody feel. And you get to know the shop owners and you're you just you really live in your neighborhood. It's true. And am I allowed to say the street name? No. Okay. Uh, I'm pretty sure I know what we're talking about. It's got like my favorite French restaurant in San Francisco. Which one's that? La Folie. Oh. Yeah. Have you been? No. Really? Yeah. You deserve it. Do I? You do. You want to take me? Sure. <laughs> you want to pay for it? <laughs> sure. Sold. All right. All right. Uh, the deal is on. Um, some other shops, uh, other than high-end French restaurants, uh, Russian Hill Bookstore, uh, Terrasol Boutique, you know, or if you don't want French food, you could go for uh, Bob's Donuts or the uh, 1101 Deli. So. Wide range. Wide range. How much money you want to sep- they want to separate from your wallet. So this neighborhood has often been described as one of San Francisco's most diverse neighborhoods. But there has been criticism within the last couple of decades because of gentrification and subsequent closures of some well-known LGBT establishments. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I know the neighborhood we're talking about, and it has lost uh, a lot of notable closures over the last couple of years, uh, like Gangway, Divas, Reflections, Rendezvous, uh, and Chemos is also uh, apparently set to close and be gutted and will come back as something else after it was purchased. I'm pretty, you know, I think that gives away the neighborhood. Uh, to a lot of listeners, at least listeners from San Francisco. But it's not just happening in this neighborhood. You know, San Francisco is changing a lot. It feels like everywhere. It is. Although, I don't know. Pacific Heights feels like it's timeless. (laughs) Well, I think the neighborhoods that are changing the most are the ones that have commercial strips. And also Central, South, and East. Yeah. Right, you know, the North and the West. There's not as much room left to develop. Right, I mean, it was developed as low density to moderate density and Mm -hmm. until something dramatic comes along and changes uh it's not going to change so anyway so moving on with another another neighborhood clue if anyone hasn't guessed it yet 35 years ago concerned neighbors from this area founded an organization that provides comprehensive housing health care employment and education services to homeless youth from ages 12 to 24 i think you're dropping a hint about the larkin street youth services i am They are an amazing organization. They provide amazing services to some very vulnerable young people in our community. Yeah, when I was out on the SFAR speaking gig, uh, I met like some of their graduates, I guess, for lack of a better word, who like spoke on behalf of the program, and like they were amazing, inspiring stories. Wow. Um, Yes. Anyway, so I'm I'm, I'm definitely sure I know whenever we're talking about, but tell me some more about it anyway. So it's sometimes described as a microhood. There's just over 12,000 people who live within its borders, and it's not a huge area geographically. Yeah, it's definitely not, and I don't know that it's ever actually been like defined like right down to the street. You know, when you're in it, you're in it and you know it, and when you've left, you kind of get that feeling, but it's, you know, it's not like a, a clean rectangle, I think. Um, and it goes through a bunch of areas. I go see, you know, the downtown district, go see the Tenderloin district, 
goes through Nob Hill, goes through Russian Hill. Uh, and, you know, that's a lot of change. <laughs> it's not a um, completely homogenous neighborhood, let's put it that way, right? Right. It's, you know, it's got a lot going on. Always has, apparently. So this is sort of a, it's a pretty basic clue. Oh, um, basic. The, the This neighborhood name consists of only two words. The first is for the major neighborhood street that I wouldn't let you say earlier. Named after our 11th president. And the second word is said to come from the fact that it runs over an old stream bed at the bottom of a sloped valley. Well, I can say no more. Uh, nice crossword puzzle clues there. <laughs> um, but I can say I finally learned a way to remember who the 11th president of the United States was. This gentleman was our president from 1845 to 1849, shortly before the gold rush or you know, immediately at the beginning of the gold rush. And in fact, he is the reason that California is a part of the United States with the Treaty of Guadalupe Hidalgo. And he also is responsible for the Oregon country expansion, as well as the annexation of Texas. Hmm. (laughs) Well, we need to have some words. (laughs) Indeed. All right. So those are uh, 10 clues uh, about uh, a great San Francisco neighborhood. And we know you know what it is, but we're still going to save the big reveal for the, the next episode. See you next time. All right. Escrow Out Loud is a weekly podcast about San Francisco real estate from the Jackson Fuller team, San Francisco realtors since 2002. Show notes with links are at jacksonfuller.com. Wow.